And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the music freaks. I still hear old, and it just makes me say, did he really just call us old? You want to hear what you want to hear. I heard school, so... I, I really school is in. Yeah, I really need to focus more on that. You're right. <laughs> I do. Hey, everybody. How are you, John? Good to be back with you, buddy. You too, man. We are now after episode four. We're past episode four. Can you believe we've been doing this already for uh, how many weeks? Well, we do it every other week. So right, eight weeks. Now it's ten. This is the tenth week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's episode five. Right. We might go weekly. Might I'll be W E A K. I was going to say, is that does that be like the opposite of strong? Yeah, yeah. yeah. opposite of strongly. Uh, so episode five. It's a simple title today. Okay. It's ain't no jive. It's number five. Oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, here's a medley of his greatest hits. Yes, it is. Wow. Remember Lou Vega? Yeah, he, he barely does. One, two. Three, four, five, everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store. It's Mambo number five. All right, we're not Mambo and killing. You know what song he sampled? Uh, it was uh, Louis Prima, wasn't it? It was uh, um, It was the other guy, the guy who did Cherry Blossom, Ample Blossom White, uh, Prez Prado. Oh, there you go, that's right. Prez Prado. That's right. Well, you know, he did have a follow-up to this. Don't tell me it was Mama number six. Yeah. <laughs> I would have was, actually probably thought it was cute. It would have been more successful than the follow-up. What was it called? It was called Tricky Tricky, and on the charts, it didn't do Dicky Dicky. Oh, so there yeah. you go, everybody. Yeah, we right. played it for a minute on WAPE. Back in the day? Yeah, but Mambo number 5, huge. That's 1999, Luke. 2000. Was yeah. That, yeah, that's the one. That's the time frame with pop music. You could have told me it was 94, and I said, oh, okay. Yeah. That time frame, I'm totally just uh, very... Uh, barely there. Well, because you were With buried you. in your country. I was. I was learning how that worked. Yeah. So Have you figured it out yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you 33 know. 33 years in and you're still wondering. I had to ask. Yep. But no, we're not jiving today because uh, we decided to go through the uh, charts all over Billboard magazine. And John had mentioned on the last episode, he uh, somebody asked you to pick out your top 10 or something? Because what I had done in the past, this is somebody I know who emailed. Yeah. And because I had done this one time when I was looking, I was researching for this book on country music. I'm still in the middle of writing. Yeah. In its cyclical nature of rising to the top of pop culture. Right. And so I, as I was researching, I'm going through that book, uh, the Whit, that Joel Whitburn book that has nothing but the top tens in it. Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. A uh, library had it at the time. And so I'm reading through it and I just going through it and I stop in my tracks and go, holy cow, this, is this the greatest top 10 ever? Yeah. And I told him about that okay. and i sent him a list of like three top tens and i said which one and he was like well that one of course yeah that's that's that but more the most amazing one so then that's when he brought it up and said you got to talk about the best top tens ever because okay. the great part is to get a lot of other perspectives sure because my son would have something from 2002 probably of course he would and so that's where we have now mine is from before i was born but we'll get to that later okay yeah all yeah. right so okay so you did yours and i was so enthralled because i was i was the only guy who's ever done this one and gone i want to find my best is this the best top 10 ever well, now what uh criteria did you use to make it uh, the best what i thought was best 
Well, that's very good. Well, I mean, besides the fact that it charted the way that it did. Okay. And um, Because we've had bad number ones. Oh, we, we sure that. as okay. hell have. Hello, Bobby McFerrin. Um, <laughs> right. I'm noticing it didn't come from that week. No. No, okay. Or that year. <laughs> you didn't even want to get that close no, to I didn't want to get that close. Bobby McFerrin. Oh, so Give me a break. You used it as if I thought this was indicative of the, of the times, uh, this is historical in nature, or this is just 10 songs I really like. Well, combination. Okay. 10 songs I really like, but 10 songs still, to this day, to this day, you can turn on any, I don't even want to call it a retro station, you can turn on any station, and you'll probably hear... At least one, two, maybe three of these songs. They, these songs have just, they've, they've never gone away. They're always a hit at parties and, and that type of stuff. Right. And, and probably the call out still to this day, if they did research on these songs, mm-hmm. they would still test very high. Now, the burn factor, which would be, you know, the folks that say, oh, I'm so sick and tired of hearing that. Please don't ever play it again. Sure. It might be high. It, yeah. It might be high, but still the popularity and the and the, the favorite score of these songs, I would think would be through the roof still. I think so. I would go, I'm looking and I would say if you're gauging one through five for every song, if you had to uh, uh, give it a ranking of uh, five being the best and one being Bobby McFerrin, <laughs> what would I give these? And this is your list I'm looking at. Okay, so all it's right. a totally now, see, different set of and, eyes. And I, yeah, totally. And I haven't seen any of yours. No, you have no idea. No, I don't. And I'm just looking because I, you, you gave me the list so I could find uh, pieces of, uh, of the songs. Yep. I would say... I would say there are five fives in there, yeah, and then a couple of fours in there, and then maybe there are only a couple I might give a, a three to. But this, I think this is a strong list. It, thank you. I, I think I it thought is. so, too. And I was trying to find some from each decade back then when I first yeah. started doing this. Right. And I got to the 80s and got a little stumped because there was always something in there. Like, oh, what a clinker. Yeah. And But this one looks, I, looks I think clinker-free. It's, I think it's totally strong. Yeah, and then looking historically... And going, okay, well, you have uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or if there was a Pop Hall of Fame, uh, one, two, three, four, right. five, six, seven, eight would be in there. Right. Eight of them? Yep. Yeah. Thereabouts. And, and then the other one, you know, half of them in that other song uh, with the guy with the one hit. So oh, yeah, that yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. So, so do we do this? Do we want to f- uh, put your top ten in motion here? And I got little pieces of each of the songs. We can do that. But before we hit our top ten, okay. there was a piece last week, or the last episode, that I wanted to play from Casey Kasem. Ah. And I thought I'd sent it to you. You never got it. I don't know what the hell happened there, but I beats me, man. Yeah. But I, I, I had I wanted to hear this just simply because of the style of Casey Kasem and the time that these charts were on the the songs were on the this chart. And remember the way that we said, you know, when all some of the hip hop stuff came in, he uh, just yeah, it sounded, sounded out of he's out of, out of place, out of place, big time. And that's the ones we always did. And this is one of those instances right here. Here we go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now the cheesy countdown. Jingle singers, there you go. Oh, thanks for thanks for telling us this is yeah. a countdown. Like we can't count backwards. Hello again, everybody. Happy New Year and welcome to American Top 40. I'm Casey Kasem and I'm all set to count down the 40 biggest hits on the pop chart. This week we have six debuts, including new songs from Good Charlotte, Kelly Clarkson, and the first solo hit for Murphy Lee. But before we start counting them down, let's recap (laughs) last week's top three. At number three, Sugar Sugar by Baby Bash featuring Frankie J. At number two, Here Without You by Three Doors Down. There you go. And at number one for the third week, Hey Ya by 
by OutKast. Yes. Now can this hot duo yes. hang on to number one for a fourth yeah. big week? Only one way to find out. Let the uh. countdown begin. Number. My baby don't mess around. That's right. Hey, yeah. Uh. You shake it like a Polaroid picture. And baby bash. Oh, that's good, man. Oh, I had I had to I had to throw that, that in there. That is so great. The uh, had to. <laughs> like three days after we recorded our Casey one, and that's on episode four, is the uh, Casey Kasem tribute. Yeah. And like three or four days later, I was in Publix and I heard a song which I took me straight back. And I don't. We don't. <laughs> Casey never said this. But you and I, when we heard the song, oh, yeah. we said, here's what Casey would be saying of about course. the song. Of course. And it was Simply Irresistible by Robert Palmer. And that was the, you know, Simply Irresistible. And uh, there's a great line in that song, which I know Casey, that'd be the one he'd pull out. She's so fine, there's no telling where the money went. She's simply irresistible. And we almost did it in unison when uh. I saw you. I was like, okay, here's a new Casey. And we both said it about the same time. Oh, Yeah, man. So I heard that at Publix, and I thought of Casey. Oh, were you laughing through the aisles? Oh, oh, yeah, yes, of course. They come to know me to do stuff like. But that now, now, see how cool is that? That simply irresistible is playing on the PA in a grocery store. There's no telling where my money went. It's right. It's on aisle six. That's it, yes, baby, right you. there. But yeah, I mean, those songs, I mean, you used to walk through, I remember years ago, you used to walk through a grocery store and they'd have that elevator music oh, playing. And if you, if you even recognized a melody, yeah, you go like, is that either that's, uh, that's the Beatles? That's either If I Fell or Glenn Miller. I'm not sure. Now you probably but, fell in the store when you heard right, it. Right. You know, and you would hear the. Uh, the Montavani version. Right. That, that was my dad's favorite versions of the Beatles. I like the Beatles just when Montavani does them. You know? <laughs> Gee. He yeah, was, forget about Paul and John. And... <laughs> well, he was, you know, he was old school. <laughs> but at least, you know, he he knew the Beatles tunes. <laughs> just, yeah, he, he just the Montavani versions. Yeah, because when they, he, this is my dad, he said, it's all that music that I like to listen to, yeah. it sounded like people being stepped on. <laughs> okay. All that, hoo, ha, hoo, oh. ha, hoo, ha. I'll never forget. My dad was born in 29. So. I'll, I'll never forget. I was in the car one time. We're all riding. I, w- I don't know where we were going, but my aunt and uncle were down here from New York. And my Uncle Johnny was driving. And I was just a little kid sitting, you know, the front seat, you right. know, the whole front seat. And my aunt is next to me and mom and dad are in the back seat. And I'm punching, of course. I've, I've got control of the radio because this was like 1970, I don't know, seven. Right, and you can reach You the, know, so I, I'm in control of the radio. That's pretty sweet. So WAPE is on, and they're playing September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Great song to this day, but I can't help every time I hear it now to think of Uncle Johnny. Because when it gets to the end, toward the end, yeah, that to him was screaming. And he said, turn that off. What is that? <laughs> oh, he hated it. Uncle Johnny must have hung out with my dad. He that's ha- the same thing of like people getting stepped on. But yet my Uncle John would sit there and torture me when I would go over to the house. He had a record player in the other room. The speaker was in. I don't know if you remember this, the layout of the old stereos where they had like a big speaker and a cabinet. That would be in one room. And then the actual record player would be in another room. Right. Well, I didn't have access. Location. Yeah, I didn't have a yeah, remote location. I had no access to the record player, but he did. He did. 
and the songs he kept playing what? and torturing me how did, with. How did, he, how did you not have access? We all in a bunker or well, something? Well, he wouldn't let me in the room, and finally, as I got older, I guess he allowed me in. I don't know what the hell happened. Something changed. I don't know what. But he had a stack of 45s, you know, and he, he put them in the player, and then it would randomly come up, and I hated every one of them. He would play They're Coming to Take Me Away by Napoleon the 14th or 15th. Wow. Yeah. He would play that. He'd play Sylvia's Mother by Dr. Hook. What kind of sadistic dude was The this worst guy? freaking song Dr. Hook ever did, and it was huge. In the operator the, saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next song would be Delta Dawn, Helen Reddy. Oof. I'm like, Uncle John, what are you doing to me over here? You want me to go home? I'll just go home. Yeah, I lived could, across the street. You could just ask me to leave. Yeah, I'll walk. You don't have to submit it's me no to. big deal. You don't have to drive me home. I can walk. <laughs> Yeah, it was that kind of... But yet, he hated September. I, I, go Uncle, figure, Uncle right? Uncle John had issues. He he did. No, he did. There's no doubt about okay. it. Okay. All right, we really got off so, uh, topic there, but... No, that's good, because... Uh, it went, still involved music, but... Of you know. course it does, because yeah. everything we talk about does. Uh, <laughs> it's that or barbecue or something <laughs> stupid like that, you know. There is... Uh, this is a top 10. Do we do we uh, say when? This is... Uh, yeah, you're going to hit me... You're going you're gonna to do yours? No, you do yours first. Oh, you want me to do mine first? I, I've got it in front of me, and I've got that queued up over here. Oh, okay. All right. So here we go. Well, this I, is I, Tony's top ten. I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to say, I guess I'll say, and it just it so happens how funny. Look at the date. I know. It's like- um, I didn't plan that. Right here about the same time. So it's I didn't plan that. This was- This date. Yeah, this was uh, March 17th of 84. 38 years ago, dude. Can you believe that? Uh, no. And I was working top 40 at this time. You were working- uh, Urban radio. Yeah, I was doing 95X. Yeah, and I was working at uh, the uh, the, pop, the top 40 station, so I played every one of these songs. Yeah, you were on the AM playing hour, REM, but every, listening to Al Green and Q. Every yeah. hour and a half, I was playing these ditties. Oh, I know. Yeah, so I got a little burned on some of these more than you did, but still great songs. Number great 10. Songs. All right, n- number 10. Number 10. This, let's, let's just go. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to judge on let's this. Let's just okay, count them I'm down. This band is currently up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. But they they great, are. They got a great bass player. Duran Duran. The band so nice they named them twice. That's exactly right. That's it. Duran Duran with the new moon on Monday. Okay. I'm yep. not, that's what I'm saying. I'm not judging. Do There's, I wait? Do I wait till it's over before I judge, or can I do each song? You can do each song. Okay. I don't. I don't find that a strong song. But I like Durant, but Duran Duran fits the era, is what I'm saying. Oh so yeah, historically they're they're in the right place. Yeah, in the same way that one of the songs I like from a long time ago is in the right place, even though it's not a Hall of Fame song, but it's still good. You know, I was never a huge fan at the beginning of the Reflex, but oh, it, yeah, it grew on me like a wart. Oh, I, I'm not a uh, no, not the Reflex fan. I liked uh, Rio. Yeah, see, uh, Rio was another one, too. Uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. Yeah, that was a and good then, one. Uh, the one I liked uh, sounded more Beatlesque. was, uh, is there something I should know? Oh, yeah. That was my, that that probably is my fave from I them. think so, too. Yep. Okay, number nine. Number yep, nine. number nine. Yeah, number nine, you all know and love him. You sure do. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. Four years after he had died. Yep. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. So that was the uh, the album that came out after Double Fantasy. After Double Fantasy, which didn't come out till like '83, maybe they yeah. still found some things that were at least produced enough to make it. As John Lennon, of course, and nobody told me. And of course, John Lennon. Right after that, what does he say? Strange days indeed. Yes. Most, Most peculiar, peculiar mama. mama. Yep. yep. So that's number nine. All right, now now we're really getting into the uh, the meat of the top ten, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Here comes the rain again. Solid. 
Solid? Is that what you did? Oh yes. Oh, see. She is. Right. She is something. She, <laughs> she has one of those voices. She does. She really does. And I thought she was a total whack job and a weirdo when Sweet Dreams came out. But then I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, you're just. She's just artsy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And still. All right. Is. So now, number seven. Number. Okay. Se- before you hit it. Yeah. Before you hit we it. I know this is one of Tony's favorites. Okay. This band needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. They. I, that's just. I mean, it's not just my opinion. All right. But I, I truly believe, I don't understand we, how this band is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. I don't understand how Pat Benatar isn't either. She better get in this year. Yeah, you know, um, not cool enough for Jan Winter and his little buddies. That's the pieces, that biggest piece of crap well, thing going is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's bull. Yes, it is. It is. It's Jan Winter's baby, and, and he, that's he, gets ridiculous. To, he gets to pick and choose who he wants in his little coterie, and it's that simple. A, a coterie? Yeah. What? Look at you. You did some studying over the well, weekend, didn't you? Said didn't you said you were old and I was the school. Okay, here's... Coterie. Number, I, might even, I might not even have used that right, but it sounded good at the time. Here's number seven. It's Coterie. <laughs> the whole sports album. Just play it all. <laughs> I think it's such a shame that he can't perform anymore because he can't hear. I know sucks that is sad but what a great guy when i met him in 1987 uh they played in orlando at the uh civic center and uh they opened with jacob's ladder because four had just come out that album and uh he was so he was fried he the Mm. band was fried right and when i met him took the picture uh I was one of the last ones to get a picture with him that night. And he walks over to uh, his manager and he says, so uh, where are we tomorrow night? Oh, man. And that was in Orlando because they were touring all. I mean, it was like all over hell. They were just everywhere because they were so huge at the time. Sure. They're playing anything they can get. Anything. And and uh, and the manager says, Tampa. And then Huey looks right at him. He says, "Yeah, they all run together after a while." Ain't that the truth? You know, yeah, and, you hear and that, but, you, but you could just three you could, nights a week. Yeah, you could just see it was wearing on him. But what a wonderful run they had in the eighties, man! Did. It was huge. I met him in New York in two thousand five when I was doing CMA interviews, but it was in New York, and so they had some people who were in New York centric at the time. Yeah, and Huey was on Broadway in Chicago uh-huh. at the time, uh-huh. and. And so he he came and did some interviews. Yeah. And when I I met Huey, I said, you know, I said I used to defend you to my uh, a friend of mine who said, oh, he just wants to be he just wants to be Bob Seger. And I said, what? No, they both just want to be uh, Ray Charles. And uh, Huey Lewis said, Dude, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's it. All we wanted to be was Ray Charles and Wilson Pickett. Yeah. That's all. Everybody in my generation, that's all we wanted to be. And so he goes, that's a fair assessment. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. There you go. And then they did that album of uh, covers, and it was all that type, you know, uh, uh, J.J. Jackson and It's All Right. And It's yeah. All Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's all those. great stuff. Yeah. All so right. just play number six. We don't have to intro it. No, no, I, I, this doesn't is need the, an intro. I don't know who this is. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you do. I, I'm not real sure. No, you do. Really? Yeah. I haven't You've heard, heard of him. I haven't heard of him. Yeah. I mean, 
So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, what, what do I have to say? I know. I don't have to no, say anything. I would anything. say probably my sixth favorite song off that album. Well, because the album, yeah, but everybody played it when it wasn't a single. It's the icon of icons. Right. Yeah, we, we put that song out before, and then, then they released it, and you're like, oh, crap, now well, we got to play it every two hours. Well, yeah, because the video was all over MTV, yeah. like every hour. Exactly. And when they played the long version of it, everybody was like, oh, oh, wow. You know, because I guess, you know, the part in the theater and all and we, that. And, we found out he wasn't like the other guys. Uh, no. Okay, here we go. Number. All right, so now now we're hitting the top five. Top five. And, and these songs need no introduction. Now, did you approve of the country version of the it was movie? All right. Sure. It was okay. I didn't think the f- first movie was that good. No, it wasn't. It had a great soundtrack. The soundtrack was phenomenal. And um, but the movie was. Eh. Yeah, I was okay. You know, Kevin Bacon. Kind of a you know. Some people love that movie. I don't. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't I didn't huge. Mind. And Blake Shelton. That's the one thing. Blake Shelton can sing his butt off. Right. And we kind of take him for granted if you watch him on The Voice because he's such a goofball. Yeah. Which is a real. That's him. That's who. That's him. He's not pretending. Nothing. And nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and he's great. And uh, he, but uh, he does a great job on that song, I think, because he can sing. He can sing anything. Oh yeah. But we, he doesn't. You know, people think. He's right. A All right. So number four is a total one-hit wonder. Right. I plan the English version. There's Nana. <laughs> yes, it is. With not a hundred, but ninety-nine Luft red balloons. Yeah, Luft. Luft. Yes. You ever heard the version that's half German and half English? Yes, we played that when yeah. it was a current. We had we would splice that together and it's play annoying. It. Yeah, no, it's thank annoying. You. And that was that would be uh, one of my songs. I'd go like, oh, okay. But look, in in context of your entire top ten, yeah, that's you know that it once again it fits the sound. Yeah, it that, totally does. Uh, fits the sound of that year. This, this I, I mean. Of the songs you've heard so far, yeah, you still hear them, yeah, a lot, definitely a lot. I, I mean, I don't hear new. I, yeah, one. That's what I'm saying. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I yeah, hear Nana, six of these songs a lot. Yeah, Nana, you. Uh, yeah, Nana. Though, uh, every time I turn on the '80s channel, I, I seem to stumble into it. Oh, I think I, I don't turn on the '80s channel much. Yeah. See, there's only so much of that. What's the matter with you? Drum. What's the matter with you? Oh, you're when, listening when, to when, when snare drums they go. Yeah, you're listening to Terry Jacks. That's what it is. Just maybe. Just maybe. See, see. Now we go to number three. Number three, here's another. Well, actually. Uh, if only my daddy owned a record label. Yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah. I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone and I always feel Hey, Daddy, it, Daddy, is there anybody that owes you a favor or something? Yeah. And I have no props. Oh, yeah, could he sing back up, please? <laughs> yes. Doesn't he owe you a career or something? <laughs> that was, uh, what's his name? Kennedy? Bar- Kennedy Gordy? Barry Gordy's son. Yeah, Kennedy uh, Gordy. Was, was, was it Kennedy? Why don't I remember his first name? I'll have to look that up. I don't know. Ro- he went by Rockwell. Yeah, and that was Michael Jackson. And it went when- and it went all the way to number two. And I'll tell you why it didn't make number one. It was sandwiched between Footloose, yeah, and a song we're about to hear. Mm-hmm. 
That's why it didn't make number one. Right. And that's, you know, we could do a whole thing. Somebody brought this up last night. Went to Kelsey Ballerini. She played a Military Appreciation Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the Players' Championship yeah. out here in Sawgrass. Sure. And Name dropper. I'm just there. <laughs> I was trying to tell people who were listening in Liechtenstein because you have I, listeners I get it. over there. I get it. I'm just trying to make a whole oh, story. Calm out of down, this. golly. And geez. so the guy said, "Man, we could do a whole thing. We could we could talk an hour on number. This is the guy who works at a record label, and he said we could do a whole thing on uh, songs that peaked at number two and why did they? Right. And I was and there. You go. You brought that up. I didn't bring up that song, but I brought up uh, like the Carpenters and other bands that were really good. Carpenters and CCR. That never had a number one hit. Okay, Kennedy Gordy. Thank you. Yeah, Kennedy Gordy. 50, do I get 50 points? All right, that? where was he born? Come on. I would guess Detroit. Nice guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Poughkeepsie. Uh, it was, yeah, Schenectady. What? Yeah, that, old, that old Poughkeepsie label. It went to uh, number two for three weeks. It was three weeks at number two. And then he had a stiff after that. Yeah, it was, it was creepy too. It was, it like was creepy, but no up. Michael Jackson in it. Yes, yeah, so which nobody played. Obscene phone call. Oh yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> Gosh, that was horrible. You didn't need a team bring that one up. No, I know. I, I now you're scarred. I, I am scarred right. and so tattooed. Now, so now, so now we're in the top two. And these songs are two of uh, two of the most. Um, and Huge. I know the words kind of used a lot, but it's two of the most iconic, iconic. songs for the '80s. Yep. Period. Any, yep. not just one year, and not or whatever, uh, half a decade or whatever. These are two of the most iconic songs of the '80s, and here yep. they are back to back in the same week. Okay. And that's the, yeah. the point strength I gave you for those two. Because Thank you. They're two of the best of the '80s, and well, what they what the '80s are. Just just when I saw the, this top ten, <clears throat> yeah. uh, Culture Club wasn't in it, so we were good. <laughs> See, I didn't mind Culture Club that much. <laughs> I, 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 there's one song. Well, the my, Karma Chameleon song. Well, and my wife, Kim, do you really want to hurt me? When it comes out, it just has it to go. Is, yes. Ooh. She hits the button like I hit it for Terry Jacks. She's totally out of it. Gone. I like right that Gone. reggae. Miss Me Blind was my favorite by Culture Club. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. That one I, I really, really liked. I'll, I'll I leave that one miss on. Miss Me. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is number two. Once again, no introduction. No. Not the best video, Cindy Lauper dancing in the kitchen. But oh, that I mean, was you know. fun with uh, Captain Lou Al- Albano. Lou Albano. And uh, that was fun. I-, I thought that was just fun. It Be- was fun. Because back then, uh, a lot of videos were still trying to take themselves seriously. And they're all, you know, it's raining in every one of them. Well, I was going to say, the sun was never and, out in the 80s. And they're black and white. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's always raining. Right. And they're always like spies. And yeah. then Cindy Lauper comes on, yep. and she's just dancing around her room with this big uh, wrestler dude. All over the place. And everybody. And I thought, that. That that is the that's what we needed for videos because my gosh I hate videos to begin with yeah I mean really detest them and but that one is go okay now if you make things like that I'll watch them so All right. so back in the eighties when Cindy Lauper was big and Madonna was huge my first wonderful ex wife you remember her don't you I do we don't have to say her name no no need to there was a romantic song with that but I yeah. no the producers the producers yeah that was it. Um, we'll go that route. Um, the, uh, the question I post, uh, I, uh, I asked her was, okay, if you had to pick right now, after the eighties are over with, who's still going to be around, who will be 
on the charts. Who will be relevant? Who? She picked Cindy Lauper. And I was like, really? Maybe she thought you heard uh, you ask who's going to have a reality show like on late at night on Oprah's what? channel. What? <laughs> well, she didn't get it right. I was thinking maybe I was trying to give her a little bit that she accidentally heard who's going to be on a reality show. Well, Cindy Lauper's still relevant now for uh, well, she's still singing. What is it? Cosentix? What? It's like a a drug for your skin. Really? She's in the commercials. I don't, you know, man. You know me. Well, she. But what, here's what. Here's what's funny. Much. She still has the wild hair, almost like a mohawk, but it's gray. It's like. Well, I hear she still sounds pretty good. Somebody went and saw her when she came here. Well, okay. Yeah. But good I mean, for her. she still has a career. Who had the longer one though? I mean, between who? Rockwell or Nana? No, I didn't. I said Cindy Lauper, <laughs> Madonna. Oh. Come well, on. Who had more hits? Give me a break. I, I know. Give me a break. It's not yeah. even close. I know. Who had songs I like, though? It's not even close. So, so, I kn- so th- see, right then and there, I knew my ex-wife was uh, an idiot. But <laughs> but not just for that answer. <laughs> but songs I like, I'm, I'm with her. Because right. I, I think I like about five Cindy Lauper songs, which is like five more than Madonna. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Number one. <sighs> number one. This song. These guys were already big. But this one just really catapulted them over the top. And this was the first hit they had, if I remember correctly, with the uh, organ in it. Yeah, with the uh, synthesizer. Synthesizer. Yeah. It was, and, wasn't it? And uh, the, the normal, incredible Lee guitarist did that. Well, he was classically duh. trained in all kinds of stuff, so he could play piano with nobody, you know, like nobody's business. Yeah. And so he had this simple riff. That just uh, sounded better on that keyboard because he was screwing around with it, and he found that riff. Yeah. And they went, "Well, we could do something with that." Well, they sure did. And they did. Swagger, man. Swagger spilling over this song. Yeah. This song has so much going for it. Five weeks, number one. So that was why Rockwell never made it to number two, because right. Jump was there, and then Jump falls out, and Footloose jumps over Rockwell to go number one. Wow. That's how, yeah. I mean, you know, poor Rockwell, but damn. How can you argue with Jump and Footloose? I know. That is so true. Sorry about what I you know, Yeah. What, are you That's here? What are you doing? I'm you know? trying to cue up the next thing. Somebody's working. <laughs> Somebody's got to work in this room. <laughs> You know, well, excuse there, me. They're knocking down a gallon of A&W root beer, wanna, burping every four seconds. You want to switch chairs? <laughs> <laughs> what are you hey, saying, man? Jean Marie walked by and you were ordering a grilled cheese from her. I'm hey, like, what are you doing? That's JMP. Come on. Uh, we love her. Uh, we love, we, we love, love her. Jean. Yep. Okay. All right. So that, that, that to me, I mean, looking at all the top tens... Uh, from Billboard magazine, that one just really, it stood out to me because it was just, to me, still, you can argue it all day long. Oh, exactly. And if you want to argue it, part. that's Please the fun argue part. Please with us. It's uh, tmanandjohn at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, here you go. Uh, Tony's top 10. New moon on Monday, Duran Duran. Nobody told me. John Lennon. Here comes the rain again. Your rhythmics. I want a new drug from Huey. Thriller. Uh, Footloose. 99 loof balloons. Somebody's watching me from Rockwell. Girls just want to have fun. Cindy Lauper, number one jump. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Lauper. Yep. So there you go. Yep. It's a very good, very good top 10. Yeah. You say that now.
Uh, no, I do. I, Probably I, when you get off I the think, microphone, we're done with the podcast. I you're going to say, going, "What the hell what, are you picking? What, what? Who are you picking? Yeah. What, what kind of noise is that? What do you know from music? I'd be like your uncle John. Oh, sounds like people are getting stepped on. Be like my dad. Okay, I think I think I have this one queued up. You think? I'm not even giving you what I what I still think is the best of the best. All right. So what are you giving me? Number two. It might be even number three. I started looking and I started going, "Wow, all of these songs." And there's and there's a few nanas in here, okay? There's a few somebody's watching me in here. A few nanas? No, I'm just meaning there's like one there, and then there's a nana, and then there's the there's the you know ladder hit for somebody. So anyway, all right. Some of these though are like the best of the best of songs ever, which any of those I would put jump in the best of the best of that of your loose of your uh, list of my what loose. <laughs> I was talking to our friends in Sweden, those listening in on the internet. <laughs> they're at Ikea. It is a good lust. Yeah, they're shopping at the Ikea app. So here we go. All right. Number 10 might be one of the most iconic. It, it, it actually invented a genre of now, music. Now, I'm going to say this before you hit these songs. All right. John truly concerns me. And I've known John for 39 years yep. this year. Yep. And when John says something like that, I, I get worried. Because I know that John has this little part of his brain that's over way outside of the room. And it's like, this is awesome. And it's a piece of you know what. <laughs> I'm not talking like like big audio dynamite. Big. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. this is like for real. This okay. is like. Uh, anybody... If Tom Tom Club is in here, I'm leaving. <laughs> They're not. Okay. But boy, <laughs> if there was a top 12. Yeah, uh, see. And so the uh anybody walking by would go that is one of the greatest ever all right let's see all right, genre let's see z- genre defining okay because before this song oh, there boy. wasn't a thing called funk funk music was invented with that song yeah so okay you start the top 10 with papa's right. got a brand new bag okay this i is, feel better now and this and believe this this is not me growing up <laughs> i feel better i didn't grow up with these <laughs> being my <laughs> favorites because i was four when well this duh, came of course okay. this is 1965 yeah i know august of 65 yeah I'm just letting the listeners know. i know john i wasn't quizzing what you. Is, did, did you hit like an extra bottle of coke this morning what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> Wow. I didn't get much sleep. Dude, you yeah, you must not have gotten any sleep All right, last look, night. we're starting with Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. I know, we're on a good roll. I I, I really do feel better now. It's you go- really, with the buildup, had me scared. Okay, now this is this is like a roller coaster, okay? Oh, great. Uh, Here it, we go. It starts off, this is like the Aerosmith roller coaster at Disney. This is the John I know. It started real fast. It's a roller coaster. It started real fast, right? Just like the Aerosmith ride does. Okay. You go zero to 70 or something in two yeah, seconds. Yeah, and yeah. And so that was the that was that that was the beginning of the roller coaster. Right. Then you're kind of going, huh? Well, you're you're feeling your way through these next three, okay? Mm, okay. And I'll just run right through them real quick, right. uh, because this one, I really do like this song, and yeah. you might think it's corny. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't care. Down in the boondocks. Down in the boondocks. There's that left field. People put me down, but that's the kind of town I was born in. There's the left field, ladies and Billy gentlemen. Joe. What did I talk about two two minutes ago? Billy Joe Royal. I know who he is. You know who wrote that? Joe South wrote that. Joe South wrote it, yes. It doesn't make it that much better, but okay. Okay, well, anyway, big hit from the 60s. A big uh, country, southern southern pop hit. Uh, And I told you, that's kind of like, that's like one of the lowest. No, this is, that was my second lowest. That was in my Uncle John's stack, by the way. Oh, man. Go now! Holy 
sorry. Remember the beginning with old? Mel yeah, there we, there we go. That was 1965. <laughs> Mel Carter, hold me, thrill me, kiss me. Oh, kill me. It's a big old school. Okay. Then, and I'm t- trust me, we're going through the weeds right here. <laughs> yeah, we because, sure are. Because we start strong, <laughs> then we go through the weeds, and then the final six oh. might be the greatest top six ever. Okay. Even better than the other All one right. I'm holding back. Strap in for the ride of your life. But here first, we go. But first, we got this one. <laughs> oh, great. It's just... It's no. the it's the most palatable song from this guy. Okay. Walk along the lake with someone new. Yeah, baby. Have yourself a summer fling or two. But remember, oh, I'm in love with Awful. you and save your heart for me. Anything that has Gary Lewis and the Playboys in it should not qualify. No, see, I like Gary Lewis. I I like um um. Oh, see, the song this was so good, ring? I forgot it. No. Now, G- Green Grass was okay. Green Grass. Um, but the the one that I do like, I got, I'm going to have to look it up now because my mind is just like, I I, I don't know. After that, I'm, I'm... Anyway, okay, that's it. Okay, that's it for the weeds. So, is it? Yes. Is it? Well, I don't know because you probably think this guy can't sing, and I'll agree with you, but talk about historic. There's nothing more historic than uh, this dude. Okay? Uh, she's just my style. That was Don't the one. you know that she's just yeah, that's, my that's, style. That's my favorite. Everything now. about her. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Lewis played a... I DJ'd at River Rally like a year after you left. And uh-huh. I DJed the next year. Yeah. And, and they liked oldies. And uh, Gary Lewis and the... I got to meet Gary Lewis. Oh, really? He was just as goobery as you'd expect him to be. Just like his father. Yes, yeah. but without the you know the, yeah. the, the part that makes great you know movies. Yeah, right. Every so. Okay. All right. Now. Memories. Okay. This is number six, and maybe you're like, uh, I hate your top ten so far, John, and this might this might not turn the corner for me. But I we'll see. Here we go. Because you're gonna go. He can't sing. Oh my God. To be without a home. Yeah. But nothing more in the story. Like a man without a comb. Rolling Stone. I I knew we were going straight down the rabbit hole here. That's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame song. That is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've never, ever, 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 and nor will I ever, ever, ever understand that man. Really? I, I just, I don't oh, get it. Oh, I I've just, I don't get it. I don't get it. No, I don't get it. Okay. I've never understood his appeal. Even with Lay, Lady, Lay. I've never understood it. Really? Yeah. Oh man! Never. He's got he's got some of my all time favorites. But I get uh, it. I get how it's not somebody's cup of tea. No. Kind of like Duran Duran's not mine. Whatever. Dude. Okay. Here we go. Okay. This is number five. Now it's the same old song, but with a different Four tops. Same old song. You can't really go wrong on Motown. No. You just can't. No, you can't. And there it is at number five. All right, that to me so far is not, that and James Brown. Right. Papa's got a. That's what I said. The rest yeah. of them are weeds, but I've, I have Rolling Stone uh, a lot higher. Okay. And okay. then number four. Right. It's, these next four are icons of icons. They're like you have little icons on your computer, and then you have those big ones that you don't want to miss, and these are those. These are big ones? These are big ones. Okay. Oh, my. I wept like a baby during Ghost. Oh, yeah, I, I did. I just, I, I completely, my, my wife wanted me to watch it, and I just fell apart. 
Wow. It's all her fault. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, now I cry a lot at movies, and it's all her damn fault. And it's funny to watch um, people uh, do, like, reaction videos. Oh, yeah. And, and these people do it and watch that guy start singing. Right. And they're like, what? Yeah. And they're in tears. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. That yeah. song is just one of the oh, it is. greats of all time. Righteous Brothers, yeah. Unchained Melody. No doubt. Speaking of tears, I went to go see uh, when Brian Wilson played. Yep. It was Brian Wilson and Jeff Beck touring together. Oh, wow. And it was great. And... Um, and so I'm kind of excited to see Brian Wilson. Yeah. And I really am. Yeah. And but you didn't know how everything was going to be because right. he's you know seventy something, and I was yeah. like, ah, we'll see. Right. I went with my daughter because she loved the Beach Boys, and we go, and I'm just sitting there. I'm thinking this is going to be a nice show, and I wasn't extra excited or extra anything. Right. And then it gets to be time, and I see the band goes on. I'm like, oh, okay, great, and we're about to start here. And then these notes came up. These notes started playing. As Brian Wilson steps on stage, yeah, I cried like you did at Ghost. I'm sitting here next to my daughter in just this, just solid tears, yeah, because I heard this note. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could feel that. Hearing those notes, yeah, I could, and I, then all I'd be of the a same sudden, way. there's the guy who wrote the stinking thing, yep, and the uh, everything that I love about him. And so, yeah, here's the rest of it. Yeah. I wish they so number, f- you got Unchained Melody, California Girl. All right. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. These, these are all. You, you you're, can, you're starting to redeem yourself you were, a little that's bit. That's what I told you. It was a it was a little trip through the weeds, and now we're finishing strong. Yeah, it was a stumble through the weeds. Oh, stop it with the one. Hold trip. me, thrill me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I'm redeeming myself, dude. You don't even know how much I'm redeeming myself until you hear this one. All right. So we go Righteous Brothers. Yeah. Beach Boys. Yeah. These guys. Yeah. I need somebody. Help. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know I need someone. And that's one of my all-time favorite people. So there you go. So okay, so if that's if that's one of your favorite Beatles, yeah. If you had to pick two others, what would they be? They'd Just be, off the top of your head. Um hits or album cuts? Whatever. Um Wow. The John Scott picks. Here, there, and everywhere. Okay. And um Don't Let Me Down. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. What about yours? Who are your three? Drive my car. Okay. Oh, I don't know what it is about that tune by them. I just absolutely, I crank it up every time oh, I cool. hear it. That's It's a great bass line. Yeah, I do. Um, I, one of the, uh, this is more of an album cut, I guess. I don't know that it was a big hit. It might have even been a B-side. Remember the night before? Yeah, we said uh, goodbye. Yep. Is that from Help? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I wasn't a single, I don't think. Yeah, I think it was a B-side. You changed your mind. Always liked that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, you could, you know, like tomorrow I'll have to give you three more, but I would have help and probably here, there, and everywhere being in there for sure. Cool. Okay. All right. So here we go. Here's our, here's our 10. All right. Papa's got a brand new bag. Yep. Five. That's a Hall of Famer, right? Yep. These next ones weren't Billy Joe Royal, uh, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, and um, Gary Lewis. So those were like, you know. And Bob Dylan. No, not in the Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan jumps from 16 to 6 in this top 40. Everybody's going Dylan crazy. No, not everybody, John. Not <laughs> so everybody. Got, I understand. But we got Dylan at 6. We got, and it's thinking this in the historic realm. Uh, we got Dylan at 6. We got the Four Tops at 5. We got the Righteous Brothers at 4 with Unchained Melody. It's not only the, the big names of the Hall of Fame. It's like with their, some of their biggest hits. Unchained Melody, Beach Boys, California Girls, Beatles, Help. And this song, which... In, 
in hindsight, I probably wouldn't have thought it was that great, but it it, it made its the next generation now knows this song. And then I listen now. And I listen 60, what, what is it, 57 years later. And I go, this is a, such a universal, this is a universal message. Because when the kids grow up and the parents pass away, and it's just the two of y'all, and that's a universal thought that yeah. it's just me and you. Right. And that makes this song so much more special. Hey. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Hey, babe. There it is, man. Hey, babe. Number one, Sonny and Sharon, I got you, babe. Okay. And All right. I, I just think that song, it, I didn't appreciate it until I was older. Well, Because, you know, hey, I got you. You're and right. You're really saying, I got you. Well, and even more so now with everybody. Yeah. I mean, it, one of the other songs that I always think of when, when you set it up the way that you did with Sonny and Cher... This song, too, makes you really say, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Harry Chapin, Cats in the Cradle. Ooh, dude. I mean, Oof. back then it was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing this song. But now, I, I mean, after, when you grow up, you get it. You so get it. You do. And, and I, I made it a dang point that I wasn't going to be that freaking dad. Yeah. Ah, too busy, kid. Right. Yeah, go throw the ball against the wall. Yeah. And a uh, lot of them did. I know. And I think I was one of them. I made it a point not to. <laughs> and I tell you, my dad yeah. busted his butt. My dad busted his butt, and he worked two jobs, yep. especially when that song came out. Yep. And but he always, always found a freaking way to be there. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I'm half that dad, yeah, I'm gonna be okay. You're gonna be all right. Yeah. You know, it happened one time. He used to travel with his job, and he would, he had to go be in Savannah or somewhere else, and it was oh, maybe Charleston, and so. It was pretty much thinking he wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to make the game. And uh, it was one of our bigger games or whatever, or so you think when you're sure. 14. They're all big. Yeah. And so um, I remember thinking, yeah, okay, he's got to spend the night in Charleston and he's missing the championship game or something. And I'm up at bat, or not at bat, I'm on the on deck circle in baseball. I'm on the on deck circle and I'm just sitting there watching. And then this is like the middle of the game. And then I hear him say, that guy's got a pretty good curve, but just wait it out. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I'm 13, so I'm kind of too cool to turn around crying. Yeah, but, right. Ooh, little John inside was uh-huh. boo-hoo and yeah, and I was, and I just turned around and went, yeah, he does have a good one, doesn't he? That's pretty neat. And I thought, oh my god, that yeah. guy. Yeah, that's pretty that neat. guy showed up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really so, cool. That's why I remember hearing "Cats on the Cradle," and I didn't. Uh, yeah, remember thinking, yeah, I, it's not a not a favorite of mine, but it's a, certainly a poignant. Oh, it's a poignant message that yeah. that shoots through and and, and spikes speakers. Absolutely, know? unbelievable lyrics, just unbelievable. Yeah, that I guy mean, could write a he could write some lyrics. He that's could, for sure. yeah. So there's my top ten. I've got a top ten that's even better than that. We'll do that, you know, weeks from now or whatever. Well, we, uh, give us a sample of it then. Uh, do you have it close by? I, I've got the. I think I've got it all set up. Okay. You got three. You got three minutes. I'll run right through it. Do I have three minutes? This is. We're this not is, on a time clock here, buddy. No, that's right. Well, let me get to it. <laughs> let me get to. It. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, do I have to explain any of them? No, I'll stop. Maybe real, not. I'll stop real quick if I have to. Okay. Oh, the, here, here's how freaking great this is. Christmas of 1957, three and a half, three years and a month before I was born, and I there's only one song I probably went. What's that? But now I do. I okay. Know. But even at age five, 
I would have said I knew every one of these stinking songs. Just wait till you hear this. All right, go. Okay, here we go. This go. is go. number number ten. Oh yeah, yeah. Beverly Brothers. Wake up, wake up, little Susie. Wake up, wake up, master class in harmony. All right, number nine. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Grace is great balls of fire. The killer, number nine with great balls here, is number eight. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll. It doesn't slow down, man. It's crazy. Good. And the Beatles had a great version of that. Beach Boys had a great version of that. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked everybody's version of that one. Yeah. This one is one of the ones probably you would think it's not one of the. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't sit up there with the other the first three, but for its own self, this was such a cool cool tune. Took a walk and passed your house late last night. All the shades were pulled and drawn. Silhouettes on the shade. The Rays and Silhouettes. Number six. I think this is a re recording, anyway, it's hard to find the original sometimes. Yeah, no kidding. Let's yeah, go. this is redone. Danny, you know, I, and, and, and if you ever go CD shopping, like I still do, yep. and I see one of those CDs at the very bottom in the fine print, all new stereo recordings. I put it back. Do not buy. No, it's not the original. They do it again, like and it. it sounds like shit. It, it just does. It does. I'm like, man, don't even try to sell me this. This is. I want the original stuff. Give me that and mono, don't, baby. And, and have you ever noticed the CDs too? Especially like if you go on Amazon, they yep. say extended versions. You know what that means? Yeah, re-recorded. No. What? They're live. Oh, oh, I, I don't want that. Oh, that's good. No, yeah. And the other things, too, if because sometimes these guys, in order to own their music, yeah. they re-recorded them. Right. Because, and so they, they had to go do it and do it in order to make money because they you know got screwed by the first label. Or and, and a lot of them are made in Canada. Have oh, you noticed that? Keep your eye on that. Keep your eye on that, too. Hey, uh, just trying to help you. As know? we keep working up, we're halfway through this incredible top ten. Okay. And dang. It's no crap, man. That's it is something. It's amazing. If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. I'm Peggy Sue. I really love you, girl. John's really showing his age today, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't born. And then <laughs> that's number five. I wasn't born. Okay, there's the defense. <laughs> there's, that's my disclaimer. I wasn't born. What do you want? Uh, oh, you slay me, dude. This guy was the number two biggest artist of the rock uh, era in the 50s. We know Elvi was number one. Right, of course. Uh, this guy was actually number two. All right. Sing it, Pat. Stumbling in and out of a tub. I, I got to interview Pat Boone. Yeah, I remember you yeah, telling me that off the, off the mic. Yeah. Telling the story. Yeah, he was. He was, was he wearing leather that time? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I didn't ask. Oh, okay. He was telling a great story because April he went th- he went through his little rock and roll phase he there. Did that one album? 
Yeah, he had the. He was literally friends with Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I could have gone my whole life without seeing that outfit. Probably. He and Ozzy were next door neighbors for a while. Could you imagine? And and uh, and and Pat Boone does a good Ozzy. And there's Pat. There's eighty one. Pat's eighty nine or something. Eighty eight. Now, yeah. And Pat's going. Ah, he's doing Ozzy. <laughs> hey, Pat. I've got to go to my meeting, but when I come back, we'll have tea. <laughs> And that and that's Pat Boone's version of Ozzy. And what's in the tea? Well, it, yeah, I'm, I'm just drying out. It was AA meeting. Right, but so, I'd be scared still of what was in the still tea. Still don't know. We have to have tea. And said Ozzy was the kindest, amazing guy. He was really. He said he he really really loves Ozzy Osbourne. Wow. Yeah. What an odd duo. Talk about the odd couple. No kidding. All right. This is the this is the weakest song of the whole bunch. Uh, and it's, but and the reason it, I would still put it in the Hall of Fame is because this uh, George Harrison knew the lick to this song and impressed John Lennon enough that John asked him to join the Beatles. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Raunchy okay. by Bill Justice. Wow. Yeah. And that's it. George knew that lick, yeah. and that was enough for John. That to was go, enough. Would wow. You like, would you like to join the band? Wow. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. Raunchy by Bill Justice. Uh, how did Ringo get in the band? Uh, he was the best drummer in England, man. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Ringo was that much better than everybody. And they wow. thought, and Ringo sat in one time with the Beatles and they thought, holy cow. And he sure didn't look like look or act much, like it either. Look how much better we are with this guy. Yeah. And they said that there was never a better timekeeper ever. Yeah. No, nobody played drums to fit a song perfectly wow. than, than Ringo. He was amazing. Ringo. Still is still, still, Ringo a, still making still songs. Still amazing. He's still playing with an all-star band. Yes. And uh, so, okay, here we go. We Wake up, little Susie. Great balls of fire. Rock and roll music. Silhouettes at the hot. Peggy Sue. April Love. Raunchy. And then you're thinking, okay, I'm kind of out of breath here. This is a, a, te- a top ten like you wouldn't expect. No, you're right. And then it gets better. You should have had your lockdown jail bag sing that rock. I was going to say, man. Where's the king? There he is. Buddy, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, that is uh, crazy. Man. Top 10. Okay. And then you're thinking, okay, now now there's going to be like flying purple people eater at number one or something. Oh, please don't play up. Sheb. No, come right. on. No Sheb. No there, Sheb. We are Sheb free. Thank you. In this top We're 10. Sheb free. Sheb free for the next 90 minutes. <laughs> And, or at least two minutes, and it's or only, whatever you're going to play. Yes, if you have this top ten, nine already, and you're like, gosh, don't let number one be a be a, a lousy one, because then yeah, that, please that screws don't. the whole top ten Because, up. yeah, you just played Elvis, for goodness it sake. Wa- it waters it all down. Yes. Don't worry. I got this guy. Right. Darling, you. Okay. Holy Send me. All right. What? Okay. I know you. I'll give you that. Sam freaking Cook. I'll give you that. And if you look up in Wikipedia, his middle name is Freakin'. No, Sam freaking Cook. No, it's not. Well, I'm gonna, I, now I'm looking it up. I'm going to change it. Just because I you said that. I should have changed it before I said yeah, that. Yeah, you, you don't, don't even Use try that Wikipedia with me. Use my Wikipedia editor, Sam freaking Cook. Mm-hmm. Just okay. look it up. I'm looking it up right now. Wake up, little Susie. Great balls of fire. Rock and roll music. Silhouettes at the hop. Peggy Sue. April Love. Raunchy, Jailhouse Rock, and you send me. He doesn't have a middle name. Oh, because it's freaking and somebody edited no, it. No, it's Wikipedia. Anybody can edit that stuff. It's man. Samuel Cook. Samuel freaking Cook. There's no freaking in it. <sighs> Just listen to that album. Listen to a Greatest Hits album. You'll be going, freaking, this is great. What a shame he died in 64. Yeah. What a shame. And his last song, A Change Is Gonna Come. I know, right? Yeah. Of all things. I know it. Yeah, Sam weird. Sam Cook's one of the, just one of, you hear in the music of like Sam and Dave, yeah. You hear Sam Moore, he t- he takes a lot from Sam Cooke. Oh, yeah. And then you listen to Go to the Next Generation and hear Steve Perry, 
and he takes a ton from Sam Cooke. Yeah. And just in the in the swoops and the different things and uh, that vocalists do. And uh, so many people, so many people, I mean, anybody in R&B, gospel, and pop music over the past 60 years have been incredibly influenced by Sam Cooke. Well, now, I don't want you to think, after you play all these classics, yeah. I don't want you to think that that top 10 that I gave you from 1984 is like the ultimate for me. Oh, exactly. I just thought that really I as think strong, it's a great one. as far as strengths of top 10 songs yeah. in the chart at the same time, same yeah. week. Exactly. I just thought that was like over the top. And I love that. And I think that's great. And it's harder to do songs that you played as current sometimes too, because you have the radio part in you that got burnt out on it. A little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, because we can't turn it down too much. Right. And so that's why even going later into the in the 80s, that's what I thought. Man, I'm just I just don't have the perspective yet. But then you sent me that list and I thought, oh, I've got perspective on that. This yeah. is great stuff. Of course. And so it's really cool. I mean, it, it's to me, there's the songs that I didn't even grow up with that I'm looking historically at and going, right. wow. Yeah. All those ones from 65 with the Beatles, Beach Boys and all those. And then uh, that 50s one. Good gosh. That's just insane. And um, but it's cool to see the ones that we were contemporaries with. Well, and and like I said, to this day, and a lot of the what you just played, to this day, we still hear them. I mean, if they weren't worth the damn, we wouldn't be hearing these songs anymore. But the, here we are, how many years later, and we still do. Yes, we do. Yeah. And those are the songs that last and and stay lasting. And that's why I think we had and fun looking at looking at some of those songs. Absolutely. From every one of those eras, yeah. even the ones we weren't alive on. Right. And going, wow, just what a week that was. And yep. then when you hear people say they just don't make music like that anymore, the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, but our the, the next generation's music's good to them. Right. And that's what matters. But there are some songs that filter through all of it yeah. and continue to stay. Absolutely. Like, how in the heck is Relevant. that 70-year-old song still yeah. amazing? You yeah, know? I know. And that's the beauty of music, man. I know. That's what I, that's what I, I, I love sometimes when I'm hearing. Maybe it's a song that somebody will send me like if they hear this and send me a sam cook song i've never heard and i'll be like that 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 made my day yeah a, a great sam cook song that yeah. i've never heard or one that i have maybe and just to hear him do summertime yeah uh, that'll make my day i know <laughs> it really will i stumbled across one of his greatest hit cds that i hadn't seen before and uh boy i i, I bought that thing and i was like how have i like missed this cd mm-hmm because, you know, Chain Gang, Twisting the Night Away, mm-hmm. Wonderful World. I mean, you're just going through the whole list, and yeah. it's like, wow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And what is Shane? Like I said, 1964, mm-hmm. he passes away. Sure I think did. there's a game out there now that I think you and I need to play. What's that? And it might even be a episode, an upcoming episode. What's the, what's the game? Well, the game, you know, you've heard all about Wordle. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody and their brother playing that thing. Yeah, I know. I, you know I, I'm the one that plays and doesn't post anything. Oh, you play Wordle? Play it all the time. Do you? But I don't think nobody gives a rat's ass what I did. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and I feel that way with the people on Facebook. I got it in five tries. <laughs> I give a damn. I'm scrolling through Facebook to see something. Well, it, you know, if people post a piece of cheesecake they ate out, that trends. Otherwise, if you got something serious going on, like, hey, listen to TonyManRadio.com, they'll give a damn. No. It's like you just keep on scrolling. It's like, I'm not listening to that. But we learned that a long time ago in radio when I used to write a lot of parody songs. Yeah. And I thought some songs were the absolute, you know, I thought even, I thought they were kind of clever and go, wow, this is cool. I work that word in and I yeah. work that title. They don't and la, care. la, 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 la. And then, and uh, we went and ate with a group of listeners one time. We would take them to lunch, and then uh, we went with them. 
and they and somebody at the table mentioned, "Oh, I heard that song you did about going to you know skipping work and going to Daytona." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm glad you like that." And then the other lady said, "Oh, I didn't hear that this morning." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, it was pretty good." And then the next lady goes, "I heard when y'all were talking about burping." And then the whole uh-huh. table goes, "Oh my gosh, when yeah. y'all were talking about burping." Yeah. I was like, there you go. You dumb it down. You can put a lot of work into something. Yeah. But like you said, this is almost a great way to end is the way we started. You were talking about the simple, the simple songs. Well, and it goes with everything. If you yeah. can make things simple, yeah. like Paul McCartney said, the toughest thing to write is a simple song. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the way over here, I heard Will It Go Round in Circles. Right. Number one smash by Billy Preston in 1972. Mm-hmm. The dumbest lyrics, the simplest lyrics... I've got a song, ain't got no melody. I'm yep. going to sing it to my friends. And that's it. No rhyme, no reason, no nothing. And here's the chorus. Will it go around in circles? Will it fly high like a bird up in the sky? Repeat. Let me say it again. Repeat. That was it. I know. Number, But it was so freaking catchy. Yep. You're like, that song's stupid, but I love it. <laughs> and it went to number one. Exactly. No. So this new game I want to tell you about, it's not Wordle. It's Hurdle. Oh, yes. And H-E-A-R-D-L-E. Right. Yeah. So what do you do? You don't guess. Uh, you're not guessing words. You uh, players guess a song after listening to progressively longer snippets of the track. Oh, okay. I think we'd kill it. I think. I think we. Can I think we'd murder that name game. Name that tune in a note, especially between the two of us. I, I had thought about this before. If there was ever some ultimate music trivia thing, I say I've got blind spots. I know in my music trivia. Well, I think I do too. I've I mean, got, we all do. We're human beings, I right? Mean, but I know. think between the two of us, I think we murder you, it. I think you cover all my blind spots. Yeah, I think we'd murder it. Yeah, and I think I cover some of yours. And I think we would. I think we could be the ultimate tag team champions of well, of of any music trivia. Now you're talking. And so we're laying the gauntlet down to anybody. You're talking worldwide here us, now. Bring it. I say. Wow. I don't I, know. I need a nap. I, <laughs> <laughs> you really are like a live wire today. I'm going in circles, man. He's a spark plug with no insulation. <laughs> oh, my God. There it is. They're starting to sweep up around us. I think we got to go. Simple Preston. What's the uh, email again? T-Man and John at Gmail. Aren't we going to do our Gmail? Oh, do we want to do Gmail? I think we should. Right. Y'all going to have to sweep up later. <laughs> They're sweeping up around us right <laughs> no, now. No, they're not. Which normally means, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. There's nobody sweeping anything. Uh, let, us, <laughs> let me do some theater. This guy this guy recorded this about uh, six, six months ago, so. I don't think it was that long ago, but okay. Uh, keep the theater alive, Tony man. <laughs> Woo, it's time to check the freak mail. There uh, we go. Yeah. So, I get this email, like, last week, right after the Casey episode, and I'm reading it, and I'm like... In the back of my mind, I'm going, wow, wow, this is cool, wow. So I start reading it. It was called Podcast-a-Palooza. Podcast-a-Palooza? Yeah. Wow, that's nice. Interesting name. Hey, nice guys, stuff. love the show. You two have to be the best at expressing your life and times in radio. And your memories are stupid great. If you've ever been stupid great, you know how dumb that is, right? <laughs> Episode four, say it with me, C-A-S-E-Y, exclamation points. <laughs> What a great tribute to a man who launched the countdown. He launched it. He he launched it. And here we go. I remember listening with my little brother and being so disappointed if our favorite song was still at number two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's usually Credence. Yeah, always. 
Yeah, they never made number no, one. They didn't. And the reminder of the Letterman top ten with Casey. I somehow had forgotten that hilarious moment. My favorite part was the Casey having to read song titles that just didn't fit his voice. At number six, she's a bad man majama. Yep. I'm a huge fan of your show. Can't wait for episode five with two hearts. How about that? Nancy wrote that. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Nancy. Nancy? I, I don't know Nancy. Okay. Her, her last name starts with a Z. I, I don't yeah. know Nancy. Right. All right. Let me look her up on Facebook. It's your freaking sister. My sister wrote that. How about that? And it's the truth. Everything she wrote there, I mean, the glowing stuff, I'm not sure of, but the everything else she wrote that was factual was the truth. Well, I, I we, just we, I thought it was- She and I looked at each other when Casey said, bad man, pajama. Yeah. I was over at her apartment that time, and we are watching the top 10, yeah. and he said that, and we looked at each other and la- just busted out laughing. I'm sure you did. And so that's why it's really stuck with Like me. when I did with the Lisa Lisa Cult Jam and Full when I heard him do that, and I was I wonder just, if I take you home. I was falling out of the car, no <laughs> doubt. All right, so uh, Leah wrote to us before, but she loves us. I, I don't know Thank why. You, Leah? Le- Leah has a funky. Do you owe her money? No. Okay. No. <laughs> she owes us money. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. she okay. could throw it our way. Go. Why not? Yeah. Go ahead. We need a tip jar, man. Okay. I don't think I can take money for this. You can have it all. Like I'm making a dollar here. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, hey, look, you, you take 100 percent of the profits, buddy. Jeez, 100 percent of nothing. Nothing hey, from what, nothing. What does that needs- break down to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Woo. Woo. Okay. So anyway, Leah asked a couple of questions. So I'm going to answer them for her because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, that's that John, was- John Mellencamp? That's the kind of fella I am. Isn't that John Mellencamp song? I don't remember that one. I'll look it up. Yeah. Yeah, find that next to Billy Preston with nothing. <laughs> uh, she was asking if Maggie May was the true story. If that song was based on a true story. The answer, do you and, know the And the answer was more or less yes. a true story. Yep. Uh, Rod said it was about the first woman he had sex with at the Jazz Festival, 1961. I, I guess Bulo, Bulio, I, I can't pronounce it. That Jazz Festival we That one in 61. Yeah. And he said the woman's name was not Maggie May. Uh, Rod said the name was taken from an old Liverpudlian song. About a prostitute. Dirty Maggie May, which is the one the Beatles sing at the end of, uh, oh, Dirty Maggie May, at the uh-huh. end of Let It Be. Uh-huh. They have taken her away, yep. and she never walks down Louth Street anymore. Moa. Yep. And then she asked, too, and uh, there still really isn't a real answer to this, because uh, from what I researched. Did your staff look this up? Uh, yeah, I, I got my staff right here. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sounded a little more suggestive than you well, thought. Well, hey, you brought up staff. What the hell? Who am I sitting only, here with? Only thing I think about was staff. When I, I would, hey, does this look infected? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Put some water on it. Yeah. Um, uh, and, a, and a Band-Aid. Uh, Mercurichrome. Oh, man. The <laughs> worst, worst like, stuff in the world. That, all of a sudden, that cured everything. Yeah, it did. Yeah, all, it, I think, yeah. Yeah, because it burned I, everything. I got spina bifida. Oh, here, get some Mercurichrome. <laughs> it burned everything. It did. Oh, okay, sorry. man. Yeah, everybody had that in their So she was asking about Jenny by Tommy Two-Tone, 8675309. And uh, one of the guys in the band says, yeah, it was a true story, and we laughed about it after we made it. And the other one said it was completely fabricated. One of the other band members. I know. You hear these stories that people just ride with things and you find yeah. out, oh, I was just riding. Uh, it sounded like a good idea at the time. Yeah. And but, and the lead guitarist, Jim Keller, had he had a, uh, in People Magazine, as a matter of fact, he wrote, Jenny's a real, or they wrote, Jenny is a regular girl, not a hooker. Friends of mine wrote her name on a number in a men's room on the wall, called her on a dare, and we dated for a while. 
Okay, that's not the story Tommy Two-Tone said, or Tommy Heath, actually. Uh, he stated uh, about six years, or, uh, well, no, actually years after that, probably 20-some-odd years later, that it was uh, a real number. It was the number of a girl he knew. And then the co-writer, Alex Call, explained his version, and it was made up. So who the hell do you believe? I don't know. Those creative types, man. Yeah, I know. They'll do that. They'll tell stories. They'll, they will. They'll spin yarns just to mesmerize now, you. Have you heard this story? This is not something that was related to the email. Okay. But did you hear who uh, supposedly can't use the name anymore of the band? I've had that happen many times. Yeah. Um, this is from uh, Morse Day. He can't be the time? Well, he can be Morris Day. But he can't be the time? Yeah. I've given 40 years of my life building up a name and legacy that Prince and I came up with. This is what he's saying about mm-hmm. this. A name that while he was alive, he had no problem with me using. I literally put my blood, sweat, and tears into bringing value to that name. All right, wait a minute now. Is blood, sweat, and tears going to bitch because you just said that? He can use that name. Right. There you go. David Clayton Thomas. Is he still alive? We'll look that up. If he is, blood, sweat, and tears is touring, but not with David Clayton Thomas. All three of them. Which is a shame. Uh, he went, uh, Morris Day went on to say, in fact, he booked me on several tours and many jam-packed nights at Paisley Park under the name Morris Day in the time. Not once ever saying to me that I couldn't use that name configuration. However, now that Prince is no longer with us, suddenly the people who control his multi-million dollar estate want to rewrite history by taking my name away from me, thus impacting how I feed my family. So as of now, per the Prince estate, I can no longer use Morris Day in the time in any capacity. Wow. I, I, I want to see the follow-up to this. The Prince Estate is, um, they're pretty tough on things. You can't. But damn, man, come on. That's ridiculous. They are. That's what I'm saying. They're just hard-nosed when it comes to that wow. stuff. Wow. How, how ridiculous kind of like the Marvin Gaye Estate with the blurred lines. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Why did you think of that? Yeah, you know, I, I, what, I, I hear what, it. This is our marathon uh, episode, actually. I, I hear it. Uh, we've had them longer. The first episode was longer than this. Really? 70 minutes? No. Yes, it's 70 freaking minutes, bro. All right, well, then let's kill it. Okay. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I'm, I'm looking at the wrong clock over here. I'm thinking, all right, well, time is standing still during this podcast. Oh, oh that's okay. Well, we'll get we'll get to that Blurred Lines Marvin Gaye we'll thing. We'll do that. We'll listen to songs yeah. that have sued. We'll do some sued songs next time. Not that a, not that a song has to have sue in it. Well, but, we can play a boy named Sue, and well, I'm sure somebody probably thought they wrote that one, too. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So we'll run around Sue. Yeah. Um, uh, name some more Sue songs. Peggy Sue. Wake Up Little Susie. Peggy Sue. in there. Peggy Sue. Yeah. Um, Sue. Sue Suzanne Ellen. by Journey. Yep. Bam. Su- uh, Suzanne 80s. by uh, Leonard Cohen. Sue Ellen Ewing from Dallas. <laughs> Oh, you need a nap. Uh, yeah, it's nap time. You do. Let's get out of here. See you.